It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Prophets in the scriptures. We're looking at the prophet Ezekiel as we go through the prophets in the scriptures. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahusha as we go through Ezekiel. We use the scriptures 1998 translation. Follow along with us with the same translation. Here's a question. What will Israel really be like when this prophecy in Ezekiel is fulfilled? So last time we left it off at um, Yahuwah telling Ezekiel because he freaked out because this guy dropped dead in front of him. That ultimately, Ezekiel, what's going to happen is that I'm going to give the land of Israel back to Israel. One day, I will gather them all out of all the places I sent them, and they will belong, you know, come to the land of Israel. So that's where we were. Now, the next part of what Yahuwah is telling Ezekiel is what Ezekiel is really going to be like when the prophecy in Ezekiel is fulfilled, which um, shows us, proves to us that this prophecy has not taken place yet. It wasn't taking place in 1948. It's not happening. The world can't make this prophecy be fulfilled. Prophecy is fulfilled by the Father. So let's read verse 18, starting there, in Ezekiel chapter 11. And they shall go there, and they shall take away all that is disgusting matters and all its abominations from there. And I shall give them one heart and put a new spirit within you. And I shall take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh so that they walk in my laws and guide my right rulings and shall do them and they shall be my people and I shall be their Elohim. But to those whose hearts walk after the heart of their disgusting matters and their abominations, I shall recompense their deeds on their own heads, declares the master, Yahuwah. Let's talk about it. We saw last time in verse 17 that one day Israel would be brought back to the land of Israel. It is interesting that Yahuwah doesn't say you will be given your inheritance back. I did find that interesting. Or they will once again go into the promised land. I did find that interesting too. 
The Hebrew word used for land in verse 15, verse 15, I want us to read it. See, this is the false doctrine that the dwellers or dwelling people or outsiders, the dwellers of Jerusalem, were telling Israel. Keep this, it says uh, in uh, verse 15 at the end, keep far from Yahuwah. This land has been given to us as a possession. It is interesting that the word used for land in verse 15 is Eretz. This word is used over 2,000 times in scripture. It means to be firm. We find it the first time in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. <laughs> and you know the verse as well as I know the verse. And it says, In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. That's right. The earth is the word of rats. That's what the Hebrew word stands for, is the earth. So in verse 15, they were told the arets is their possession. That's what they were being told. The arets was their possession. It is interesting that Yahuwah doesn't use the word arets in the prophecy about getting or giving Israel um, back, you know, Israel. It says the land of Israel, but this word land, see, they both said a land, but the English word land in verse 15 is the arets, the Hebrew word, and the English word land in um in verse 17 is a different Hebrew word. It's not a rats. Yahuwah is speaking. And he says, I will give you the Adama of Israel. That's the Hebrew word. Far removed from the word Eretz. Nothing whatsoever to do with it. This is Adama. Let us take a look at Adama. It probably sounds familiar to you. It should. It comes from the name given to the man that was placed in the Garden of Eden. We call him Adam. Genesis 2.5. Let's read that. Let's go back to Genesis and read chapter 2, verse 5. And what does it say? It says, now, no shrub of the field was yet on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up. For Yahuwah Elohim had not set rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. We see the word arets is used when talking about the earth. Yes, when it says the earth, 
There's no um, no shrubs in the field was yet on the earth. There's no rain on the earth. Yeah, that's Arets. Then we see there was no Adam, man, the word is Adam in the Hebrew, no Adam to till the, you guessed it, no Adam to till the Arets, no. No Adam to till the Adama, <laughs> which is interesting, isn't it? A particular place on earth. Now, in the English, you miss all of this. You know, you think the words are the same, but they're not. I mention these things so we see there is more here than just a group brought back to a certain part of the earth. Verse 18, going back to Ezekiel. So now that you see verse 17, I shall give you the Adama of Israel, a particular piece of ground. 18 says, and they shall go there and shall take away all its disgusting matters and all its abominations from there. So when they are given the Adama of Israel, they will go there. Yes, they will. It would be an automatic trip once Yahuwah actually gives them the land back. The next thing, no one has to bring them there, in other words, is, you know, it isn't that they can't afford it and you get to pay their way or, you know, any of that stuff to get back to the land. It's not going to be like that. They're going to go there. Just it'll be done. The next thing Yahuwah says that they will be uh, that will be done is they will get rid of all and the word is shikutz, which is another interesting word. Shikutz, that's what he says. He says, so they'll go there, yeah, and they shall go there and shall take away all its in the English it says disgusting matters. This word disgusting is the word shikutz. Now let's look at Shakuts in scripture. Let's see what's going to be in the Adama of Israel and find out what they will be removing. Shakuts, by the way, the word in the Hebrew means to be polluted. So they're going to take away things that are polluting the Adama of Israel. Let's go to Daniel first. Hold your place in Ezekiel and uh, go to Daniel and <clears throat> Daniel 11 and Daniel 11 31 says interesting and strong one shall arise from him and profane the set-apart place, the stronghold, and shall take away that which is continual and set up the abomination that lays waste or the abomination that maketh desolate. And you got it. The abomination is the word sukuts. Sukut that makes 
desolate. Yahushua told us about these things going to be set up in Israel, the Adama of Israel. He sure did. Now, go to Matith Yahu, Matith Yahu, and I want us to go to chapter 24. I'm sure you know the chapter if you've done any kind of end time um, study. And those that like to use the big words, eschatology, I personally could care less about big words. So, let's go to chapter 24 and 15. And it says, Yahusha speaking, So when you see the abomination that lays waste, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, set up in the set-apart place, he who reads, let him understand. <laughs> so, same thing being talked about. When you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel, the sekuts of desolation spoken by Daniel set up so the prophecy wouldn't be fulfilled until after Satan shows up on earth. That's what we're looking at. You understand? I'm letting you see here that there's a lot of people that think that Ezekiel's prophecy has been fulfilled when Judah came back from Babylon, and it's not. It has not been fulfilled at all. This is still going on because, see, when the prophecy is fulfilled, that what's going to happen is that everything's going to change. Everything bad is going to be removed. So, that is future to us even today. The Sukkots hasn't been set up yet. <laughs> Never mind being taken down yet in Jerusalem. Now let's go back to verse 18 in chapter 11 of Ezekiel. We see that in the future all Sukkots will be removed. Verse 18. And they shall go there and they shall... Take away all its disgusting matters. Sukkots. We just saw it. Part of the disgusting matter that hasn't even been set up yet is the abomination of desolation. Now, we will look at a second word in this verse, which is toba. Toba comes from the Hebrew word, which means to loathe. So let's read that part, the second part. And all its abominations from there. So the word toba means to loathe. So as we see, a different word entirely, it is more of an emotion. It's loathing. And sukkuts is an object you can touch. When this prophecy happens, the adama of Israel will be cleaned and purified. In verse 19, let's read it, it says, And I shall give them one heart, and put a new spirit within you. And I shall take the stony heart of their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh. 
So in verse 19, we see that they become different. When these prophecies come to pass, they're not going to act the same. They're going to have the spirit of Yahuwah. They're going to be different people, different types of people, different thinking people. They're not going to be the same when this prophecy actually is fulfilled. And we know that Israel has not become those people yet. Absolutely not. Verse 20. So that they walk in my laws and guide my right rulings and shall do them. And they shall be my people and I shall be their Elohim. So verse 20 tells us they will do as I have instructed them to do. And they will be my people again. And I will be their Elohim. So you see, these are future things. And Elohim is telling Ezekiel about what Israel has to look forward to. Now, the last verse that we're going to look at today is verse 21. And verse 21, that tells us, it brings us back to the present where Ezekiel is. See, when you're reading prophecy, you have to know what you're, what you're, you know, reading. And you have to, as the New Testament tells us, you have to rightly divide the scripture. So verse 21 says, But to those whose hearts walk after the heart of their disgusting matters and their abominations, I shall recompense their deeds on their own heads, declares the Master, Yahuwah. So what happens? It re verse 21 returns us to the present with Ezekiel and Yahuwah, tells Ezekiel, those today that want to go after Sukkot's and Toba, they will get what is coming to them. So Ezekiel was all upset that this was going to happen, that guess what? Oh, he saw that man drop dead, and now what's going to happen? We're all going to drop dead. He's going to kill us all. Please don't do that. And so he freaked out. And so Ezekiel now sees and is told the future, what will happen one day, but he's also told the punishment that will happen to those that are still today following Sukkot's and Toba stuff. And so if they are, they're going to get what's coming to them. So Ezekiel knew now that not everyone was going to drop dead or die in Israel. Only those that are habitually sinning against the law of Elohim. I think we'll continue. I was going to stop, but I think we'll just continue here. Let's read verse 22. And the cherubim lifted up their wings with the wheels beside them, and the esteem of Elohim of Israel was high above them, 
And the esteem of Yahuwah went up from the midst of the city and stood upon the mountains, which is on the east side of the city. So, guess what? Elohim left Israel because Israel was full of people that were doing sukkuts and toba, and he would not dwell with those doing evil. Twenty-four says, and the Spirit lifted me up and brought me in a vision by the Spirit of Elohim into Chaldea to those in exile. And the vision that I had seen went up from me. So you see, Ezekiel had been shown all this stuff in a vision. And now he's brought back by the Spirit over to Kiba to the exile in Chaldea, where he was before, you see, where he'd been taken from so he could come over here so he could actually get started doing his prophesying. And the thing is that you notice that Ezekiel, after he stopped prophesying, after the guy dropped dead, the spirit wasn't having him prophesy anymore there because guess what those people were a lost cause that's right they were a lost cause and there was no hope for them they were going to get what was coming to them now that's an interesting thing you know i talk to people all the time um when we talk about end time stuff and and people tell me that that uh, believe that um, uh, that their job <coughs> as a believer is to warn the sinners <laughs> that if they continue to sin, they're going to go to hell. Scripture doesn't tell you that you need to do that, by the way. But they think that's what they're supposed to do. And then, of course, I tell them, well, that's not what Scripture says. And so then I, um, then I bring them to Revelation. And <clears throat> what, what does Revelation tell us to do? And this is the prophecy of the book of, you know, that John wrote. And we're going to go to Revelation chapter 22. And we're going to look at verse 10. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book because the time is near. Now here's the important part. Tell him what the book of the prophecy says. That's what you're supposed to do. And... Verse 11 says, he who does wrong, let him do more wrong. He who is filthy, let him be more filthy. You see what that's saying? Does it tell you? It says, 
listen, don't seal the book of Revelation. Look at the book of Revelation. Study the book of Revelation. Only those that have eyes to see and ears to hear can actually understand the book of Revelation, which means you have to be a believer. But among those believers, the thing is this, and of course the world, that, hey, if they're doing what they're not supposed to do, let them do it. That's right. Let them do it. The people of the world, let them do it. It says, let them do it. Let them do more wrong. He who is filthy, let them be more filthy. So this would be wrong, would be the word sakuts, the actions. And tobeah, to toba is filthy, which means something loathed, something not good. You understand? So let them. So that's what I say about non-believers. Listen, I'm going to let them do what they want to do. I'm not supposed to scare them out of hell. Huh, no way. And then it says, he who is righteous, let him be more righteous. He who is set apart, let him be more set apart. And see, I am coming speedily, and my reward is with me to give to each according to his work. So you understand that the way it works is that those that are doing what they're not supposed to be doing in Israel, they're a lost cause. That's right. Those connected to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, they're a lost cause. And Elohim just left them. And Elohim told Ezekiel, listen, they're, they're gone. They're lost cause. I'm going to take them out. If they're doing wrong, they're going to pay for it. And they will, and they did. And then, so that's what we saw. And then Elohim brought Ezekiel back to, you know, to the exiles where he was before. And verse 25 tells us about the change, finally, in Ezekiel. And I spoke to those in exile of all the words of Yahuwah, which he had shown me. Did you hear what it said? He finally, finally not only told them what he just learned, but everything he was supposed to tell them from the beginning. It says all the words that Elohim told me. So at the end of chapter 11, Ezekiel finally gets it. He finally understands that those in Jerusalem are a lost cause. But the ones in exile, remember, people that are in exile, they're going to be brought back to Israel, gathered back. The Father sent them there. The Almighty sent them there. You see, that's why Ezekiel is telling them what they need to know 
so that they would go back and be gathered back to the land of Israel. You see, he's thinking in the flesh. He thinks it's going to happen, um, you know, in his lifetime. He thinks that that's what the deal is, and, and that's fine because, you see, they had to be told what to expect, what to look forward to, and that was so that they could hand it down generation to generation. The prophecies of Yahuwah. And it's great to see that finally at the end of chapter 11, Ezekiel actually starts doing what Yahuwah wants him to do. Taking a long time. Are you stubborn like Ezekiel was? And being shown all this stuff and being brought places and things happening and you're ignoring, you're rebelling, you're going against the Father when he's trying to get you to help him do the works of the kingdom. That's your job. How's that working out for you? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 